Hey, we're back again. This is Conversations About God. He's Casey Stagg. That's Benad McNaught. Hey, Ryan McKenzie. Hey, I'm Ryan McKenzie. Um, we're here. Um, Dave Bowden, normally with us. I, I would say normally, but it's been two weeks in a row now. He hasn't been. Today, <laughs> Dave, Dave, that's a great question. And, you know, today we're all about questions. We're, we're going off script a little bit. We're talking about tough questions to answer, but that's an easy question <laughs> to answer. Dave Bowden's at the beach. And this is like his favorite topic, too. So it's a little soft. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. yeah. That's why we're doing this. We brought Manad in to answer some tough questions. Really cool story before we start. Um, we got our first sec- two sponsors Mansion Windows and Doors. <laughs> Mansion Windows and Doors and Northwest Church sponsoring this podcast so you guys can get it for free. Pretty exciting stuff. And um, we're actually at Mansion Windows and Doors right now. It's pretty cool. That's, so, our, yeah. that's our contribution. Yeah. Right now, so. this, is, this is the sponsor. I'm Jeff. <laughs> anyway. Um, Casey, Vinod, and myself actually all started going to church and became Christians about the same time together. And uh, ever since then, there's been just like, uh, I don't know, I just feel like a friendship that I don't have with other people. You guys are like a special special point in my life there. It's really cool. So Vinod, Edgewater High School graduate with me. Casey. Brantley, baby. Yeah, we're all way past that now, but it's a Central Florida connection here. And uh, what year, when did you start going to Northwest? 05. And like... Well, real quick before we get into like the topic of mm-hmm. today, like what, what like, were you a Christian before you came, or like what happened? I wasn't what was I the change at like? all yeah. in the world, and I screwed up, and I thought, well, I'm going to give church a try, which was, you know, was my last resort. And so I went and visited a friend, and so it happened he was at home, and he invited me to church, and I was hungry, and I was like, yes, and I came out, and the rest is history. That's cool. That's really cool, man. And so you, how old were you then? 20. 20. Mm-hmm. You were like 15 at the time? 13. 13. And I was 21, 22, yeah. right in there. Man, cool times, guys. Really cool stuff. So we're getting into um, tough questions today. So this week, uh, Friday, if you're watching this when it's live right here, Friday night, May 21st, our youth are having an event called Can I Ask That? And so they got some tough questions being poured into them. We have a whole panel, and they're going to be answering some questions. So we're going right along in that vein. In a, a month or two's time, our church is actually going to do that as like a sermon series. We're going to talk about tough questions um, about the Bible, about life, about God, about mm-hmm. our own thoughts, just whatever those questions might be. We're going to dig into some of them. So today we're going to get a little teaser of that. We're going to talk about some tough questions. Um, anything else you want to say about this before we get started? You know, it's it's fitting because I feel like we're surrounded by these questions everywhere we go, right? Whether it's on social media, for example, last week at a high school small group, one of the high schoolers just saw a question that was posted and it's so easy to kind of take that question as truth and not bring it up, not have a discussion about it, not not doubt the, the comment that's being made or the thing that's being said. Um, so that's one aspect of it, but also people's beliefs just kind of get haywire and crazy so it's it's good to always um as believers answering these questions thinking about these questions thinking about how we can interact with non-believers who are typically asking this question or believers of another faith so um i'm super excited that we're doing this tonight because tonight today you don't know um, what time it is don't act like you know what time it is right now we um, could be it's be two o'clock in the morning it's 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 not it's uh (laughs) two o'clock in the afternoon but uh uh, but it's it's very applicable. You know, it's fun. I think it can be fun, but it's also very applicable. Yeah. If, we're, if we're really living the life of a believer, we should be having these questions out in the world with, with non-believers, whether they're coworkers or family mm-hmm. members or, or neighbors. So super excited for That's it. That's cool. Yeah. 
I got nothing to add to that. Cool. That's exactly I, where it's at. I'm, <laughs> I think it's great because I think there's just like this stigma that comes up. I'm a Christian, so I should know these things, mm-hmm. right? But like a lot of times we believe in Jesus and then we ha- a lot, you haven't really spent the time to work out hard questions. You either ignore them or you're like, well, yeah, I don't believe that part of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't, and I think there, there are better answers than that. And hopefully we'll have some today. I don't, this is not going to be the end-all, be-all sure. answer to every question you've ever had. But we've got three questions that have been really popular. <clears throat> uh, people have been asking us. People have been asking for the, this youth panel we're doing, uh, the Can I Ask It panel. Um, and so we're going to dive into three of them. And ask each other, and we're gonna see where it goes, and just kind of chime in as we, uh, as we, who's starting this off? All right, let's do it. Well, Bernard, we're gonna put you on the spot. Oof, You're the right guest. The like, Woo! Oh, no, first, so, um, I feel like every day a new belief system or a new religion is kind of being created, mm-hmm. and a lot of them, at face value, they look similar, right? Um, but we know, or, or do we, we do we, we do may we? not. The Bible says that Christ is the only way, right? But how, what's going to happen to all the different people who aren't Christians? Because um, I, you know, I could believe that all these faiths, all, all these belief systems lead to the same place. What, what do you say about that? You know, that's a tough question, man, because the reality is that I've got family members that are not saved and they don't believe that Jesus is the only way, you know. So this one hits home. I wish it wasn't true, but it is. You know, the Bible says, you know, Christ is the only way. You got to accept Jesus to get to heaven. And it's like... You know, I've got family members that are like, you know, well, you can believe what you want to believe. We'll believe what we want to believe. But all all roads lead to heaven. And so, you know, it's one of those where I love my family, but I got to stay with, gosh, Jesus says, hey, look, I'm the only way. So as something you said as well is um, if you believe the Bible, you got to believe all the Bible. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I remember... When I was in like seventh grade, uh-huh. we were on like this, uh, I just started going to a youth group and we we're on this like youth retreat thing in the mountains in Tennessee and some kid are doing devotions in the morning and I was like, I had no idea about Jesus. Like I just started going to church like that year and I'm just first time ever in a church and um, I went to the devotion. He's like, you need to give your life to Jesus. I was like, yeah, I do. I never, I, I gave my life to Christ on that summer between my sixth and seventh grade year and it like the same day I think that afternoon I'm talking to one of our counselors at the church camp and I'm like hey you know I I was thinking about Jesus and I'm like I think maybe like Jesus was God's way of reaching people in America like this is word for word what I said and like Buddha was like God's way of reaching people in like China and Muhammad was like God's way of reaching people in the Middle East and like all and I, I, I had one other one or whatever but like that's literally he was like like no, jo- I mean this. I remember him saying that's one way to think about it, wow. and like looking back, I'm like, no, that's not, that's not the way. To th- like you're saying, it's not the way to think about yeah. it. Like it seems like that. It seems like if I just do good stuff, right, right, it's all gonna add up. But there's some very, if we really look at what those different religions and the main religions, or offshoots of religions believe, yeah, like Christianity at its core is very different, right. Very, very. So you have you had thoughts on that? Or? Yeah, I mean, for it that I was going to say the same thing. If you have belief systems that are starkly different, like total opposites, yeah. they both can't be true, right? Because they're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna clash. And truth in itself is exclusive. Like if mm-hmm. something is true, that means something else has to be false, right? Yeah. The exact opposite of that thing has to be false. And I think our culture. 
wants to include everyone, wants everyone to participate and doesn't want to say this is right, this is wrong, this is true, this is not. So it's easy to to get sucked into that and say, well, they're they're living a, a peaceful life or they're they're praying to a God. Right, like, right. isn't that good enough type thing? But like you said, Christ said, I'm the way, I'm the truth. I'm like, yeah. no one comes to the Father except through me. So that mm-hmm. means every other option cannot be true. Right. If Christ is saying, I am the only one. Right. If you look at it, like the, specifically the ones that I was looking at when I was in seventh grade, thinking like, I got it. I've got this like epiphany of like what religion is. and But like Buddhism, is, I mean, I'll be very, I mean, I'll be very general here, but it's if you say enough prayers and spend enough time in meditation and get reach nirvana you reach the state then you have ascended to the next level right mm-hmm. and then um the like a, a muslim religion muslim and islam it's like you, you do enough good things yeah. and you follow the law enough same and judaism same way maybe you do enough good things you follow the law enough they stay they go in different directions but the, the the heart behind that of what you're trying to accomplish do enough good follow the law enough you right. ascend to the next level right. And Jesus, like Christianity is like, I fail over and over again at trying to pray enough or do enough or, or follow enough. And like, he's like, God, God just said, I'm coming to you right. to, to come get you. Cause I know you can't do it. Yeah. So I'm going to do it for you. Just let me hold on to you. Right. Like, just, just let me hold on to you. I'm going to take you with me. Like, it's just, it's a, it's the complete opposite of every other like worldview, religion, instead of us working our way or earning our way, it is God making a way. Sure. And that's... I mean, how great is that? It's so beautiful. Right? It's like, like, I don't have to be perfect. Man. Yeah. I wild. mean, how amazing is that? That's it's wild. Just, so there's much more to that, right? There's a lot more things we could say. you have any other thoughts on it? You want to... No, I mean, I, I totally agree. You know, I hear the world say uh, it's all about your good works. And the Bible clearly says that Jesus is the way and, you know, through the cross... You got forgiveness for your sins. I mean, we're not all going to be able to work our way into heaven. Yeah. That's not how it works. It's it's accepting that you fall short. You know, instead of choosing yourself, choose the cross. Yeah, and for someone to make that claim to say all these different religions or all these different roads lead to heaven, you have to have infinite knowledge to see that that is actually the case. You yeah. know, that is a that is an assumption, mm-hmm. but. To our point, it, you know, you can't have both. If they're starkly different, right. then you can't have both of them because they're gonna they're gonna clash. So, so how do you so how do you live with this then? Like you said, some of your family is not Christian, and by you believing that, mm-hmm. this is where the next question. I think why that question is so like hard for people. Um, but you believe in that you're saying you're going to hell. You're 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 not accepted. Right. You're not like there's right. like this like like divide that you're saying. I believe that there's yeah. a divide there. Is that yeah for sure. I mean, how do you live with yeah, that? Yeah, how do you live with that? And, you know, honestly, uh, for me, I have to continue to love my family. Yeah. You know, and and they also have to know where I stand. There just has to be this distinct line in the sand that says, this is what I believe. I don't believe what you believe, but I'm still going to love you. And I'm going to live the way I believe the Bible is calling me to live. Right. Yeah. And my hope is that one day that my family members will see that and they'll, you know, there'll be a revelation and I continue to pray for them that they see that the cross that Jesus is the way and there's no alternative. Yeah. So, you know, that you know, my hope is that in me loving my family and keeping that relationship that I have that opportunity one day when something happens. Right. That I can speak into that moment and the Holy Spirit would be there and a revelation of the cross happens. Yeah. 
because cool. like you said there's so much at stake it's not just like i'm right you're wrong yeah. but it's like eternity is hinged on yeah. that right oh, you yeah. know so that is the tough part you you, it's, you can't just go your separate ways and say all right we'll just agree to disagree because yeah. it doesn't end there right and it's even like the arguing into, it doesn't work because it's right. like that arguing me winning doesn't convert someone and, and i've tried that route my, right. mind you i've tried that route but it's like the relationship will be the factor that plays into yeah. them coming to know jesus That's good. for sure man. Yeah. yeah well i got a question for you okay all right so i've heard this can you be gay and be a christian can you be gay and be a christian man um so this this is something that I think when I was growing, when we were growing up, mm-hmm. it was very not, much. Not me, <laughs> but you're in diapers. You're in diapers. Or it, I, and I was just finding out about Christianity. But you, it was very a stark difference between homosexual community and Christian community. And it was like angry, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're you're not good enough. You're gonna burn, right? Mm-hmm. Or how dare you not accept? It, it was just this. There was this, and and now I think you see a lot of people deconstructing their faith. And saying, well, does the Bible really mean this? And do they actually say this? And there, there's a lot of questioning of that. Um, so it's it's easy to answer that if you look right at the Bible in a vacuum and just say, here's the answer to the question. But so I'll, I'll go I'll go around this way with it. I've had someone uh, in our discipleship group, a good friend of mine for years, decide to say uh, he said, I, I'm going to go and live. A homosexual lifestyle. I, I no longer want to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. I want to live this way instead. I'm like, just heartbroken that that he no longer sees how much Jesus loves him, right? So the, to answer the question, can you be gay and be a Christian? I think the question really is about identity more than about sexual preference. So if you were to say, can you be attracted to another man? Can you be attracted to another woman? Can you be same-sex attracted to be a Christian? Yes, by all means, right? Just like... Uh, a guy can be attracted to a girl and still mm-hmm. be a tr- you can have sexual desires and still be a Christian by all means yes 100% but is my identity someone who as a, as a man someone who wants to sleep with other women if that's my identity and that's what I want more than anything else I can't be a Christian right so if I make my identity that I'm gay more than anything else that is by definition not a Christian because a Christian is someone whose identity is in Christ mm-hmm. like the old me is is gone a new person is risen like my identity is found in him in the resurrection in the new life so without making it too personal i think if you're choosing to say i'm making my identity in anything else mm-hmm. other than being risen and made new in christ yeah then you're not a christian i think it's the battle we fight every day is like is my identity in my work is my identity in my kids is my identity in my friends and the money that i have and right. the stuff yeah they can be good things it could be anything yeah. that you feel is good or you feel like is right for you right. but if that's my identity then i'm not a christian right. even in that moment I've, I've forsaken christ i need to repent and go back to him and say man i want you more mm-hmm. than all of my knowledge more than all of my relationships more than anything else so yeah it's a, it's a tough question because Someone who's struggling with the idea of being homosexual or so, with that desire, you can have that desire and be a Christian. Right. And you can put that identity aside and say, my identity is in Christ and I'll do whatever he asked me to do. And I'm going to search the scriptures and find out how he wants me to live. Right. Um, and I, I don't think the standard is any different for a gay person than a straight person versus someone who's been castrated. Right. Sure. Like it's yeah. it's it's it, the, the, the standard is the same right. and Christ's love is the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
so I guess that's my that, that, that's the big question I so I'll go back to my, my really close friend that's like he um the question I asked him is not will you stop this or anything else like that it was just is Jesus worth it right so um, that might be a tough question an easy or an easy question for someone who's not a Christian right now and they're just saying I'm gay I don't care that that's your choice right but if you're saying you're a Christian and you're also saying you're gay yeah. um, and that's you're making that your identity like are you willing to give up everything Jesus has done for you are you willing to give up everything he's asked you to do and are you willing to ignore the whole Bible just to say this is my identity this is who I am rather than mm-hmm. I don't care about anything else I'm his yeah. and I'll let him work out everything else and so I don't think that means you have to get rid of your struggle or you have to be perfect in um, your desire you have to be I don't think anybody's asking anybody to do all that, but the first step is, is Jesus worth it? Is he enough? And am I willing to put my identity in him rather than in myself or in what else I want? Yeah. 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 I think there's, you know, multiple levels. I've actually never looked at it like that, but it levels the playing field, right? You know, it's, I could put my identity in being a good husband or Mm -hmm. a a good dad, but if that's elevated above Christ, above God, then that in itself is sin not making me a Christian, right? right. Um, and I think this is such a sensitive topic because historically the church really has not done a good job with this in terms of loving homosexuals and, and just well, it's been a it's been the a loudest tough... the loudest ones have not maybe right? Cor- yeah. correct. But it, it is definitely a hot button topic. And yeah. um, another wrinkle to it would be you, you mentioned uh, mentioned the desire or, or the proclivity, right? Yeah. So the proclivity versus the act, you know? So where is sin? Sin is actually in the, the sexual act, the homosexual act, just like a heterosexual act. Like I can have a desire mm-hmm. to, you know, do something I shouldn't do. Um, but if I act on it, that's the sin, right? right. Now you can, you can, you can desire it and take it to a place in your mind and it's still sin, right? But if you have that desire that you're fighting, you're fighting that temptation, you're fighting that, that in itself isn't sin, but if you act on it, it is, right? So you can definitely have that proclivity and still be a believer, just like I have the proclivity to do the same thing with a girl, but I'm still a believer, right? But now if I live out that sexual sin, if I act on it, then that's when it becomes sin. And, um, that's the, that's the tough thing. Cause that can be somewhat of a, somewhat of a gray area. Um, but yeah, it's no different in the Bible versus the homosexual proclivity to the heterosexual proclivity, you know, or yeah. the heterosexual act versus the homosexual right. act. So it, uh, it's kind of deciphering between those, well, those two things. Yeah. What makes it tough for me is not, is this right or wrong? Because I think if you're really honest about what the Bible says, you can see what God wants. Sure. Right. Um, and you can see his design. You can see all that. And we can argue the logic of that or the, the goodness of that if you want to. But what makes it tough is we all know somebody who mm-hmm. knows somebody. And no one wants to be seen as somebody who hates somebody or is, like, discriminating somebody. You know, like we never want, like you said, like, there's been people who've gone about this and not opened a conversation about it and mm-hmm. not opened it. So I think that makes it really hard because it was just like, this is wrong and there's no question. But, like... There's a lot of things that are wrong. There's a lot of things people struggle with. Yeah. And I think it's worth having a conversation about to say like, hey, am I, if, if I'm gay and I want to be a Christian, like it, you can say this is no different and it's maybe this is a bad example, but like 
I loved baseball with all mm-hmm. of my heart, right? Like I, that was my idol. That was my identity. Like, and I, at one point, mm-hmm. had to, during my senior year, I had to walk back. I think we talked about it on here maybe a couple of weeks ago. I had to walk into my coach's office and say, "I'm not giving this thing up." Like I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian first before, and I, with the risk of losing the thing I love most, yeah. you know. And I think every one of us has that point, no matter what we believe about ourselves or what we desire or what our sexual or non-sexual desires are. If we put that aside and look at like what Christ really demands of us right. is to leave everything and follow Him. And if we're saying, "Well, I want to follow Him, but I'm going to hold on to this part of my life." Because it, it's really making me comfortable or yeah. it's not fair if I don't. And I don't think he would want me to be alone or right. I don't think he would want me to be lonely. I don't think he'd want me to be sad. Mm-hmm. Like those are some examples you get sure. with, with that question as well. And it's like it's just not fair that I, I can't have a life like Casey's got because he's got a beautiful wife. If I live a Christian life, then I'll never have that. Right. Like it's not fair. Yeah. And I don't know that Jesus ever comes in and says, I'm going to make your life fair. Right. I'm going to make your life comfortable. Um, there's There's definitely... A hard thing to that for sure, yeah. um, but I think everyone's got to come to the point where like that thing that I love more than anything else, or am I willing to let that die? Am I willing to give that up right. so that I can be his and he can be mine rather than also this yeah. or also that or also my, I got to bring my money along too or I got to bring my right. job or I got to bring my what whatever it is. I think that's anyway. That's, yeah, yeah, it's a good point, and that you're right. That's kind of the next level, or that that question tends to lead to that. Like, well. He gets to act on that in a, in a righteous way, right? Like he gets to be married to his wife and have sex with his wife. But now I can't do that, even though this is my proclivity, right? That is yeah. that is the question. But it, you, you brought up something that made me think of when Jesus was talking to the rich young ruler. And the rich young ruler asked him, mm-hmm. how do I inherit eternal life? He didn't say, do you guys, he didn't say like, just believe in me. He right. said, sell everything you have. Mm-hmm. Because he knew that was his toughest thing. He knew that was the thing that he had to he yeah. had to surrender. He had mm-hmm. to give up. So God may ask you to die to yourself the yeah. rest of your life for his sake. Like yeah. because he's worth it, right? Mm-hmm. Like Ryan was saying. So the same way if a heterosexual, if God asked him to be single his whole life, he's having to die to that same right. proclivity, that same desire, but he's doing it for the sake of Christ and out of reverence for Christ. So I that's that that's tough it is tough but christ is worth it at the end of the day because he gave up everything so that we could have eternal life so our sacrifice pales in comparison to his ultimate sacrifice and if you're in the middle of like deconstructing your faith and like trying to figure out what the bible actually says i I would encourage you not to deconstruct your faith but actually construct it on the foundation of the cross Mm -hmm. and actually build from that foundation rather than try to break everything down it's it's very common right now to say, I'm just going to cut out this part of the Bible or that part of the Bible or this part of like, I, I, and just pick and choose because I like the happy stuff, but I don't like the hard stuff. And that's not, no matter what it is, that's not Christianity. Um, so with that, it's it's so easy just to give advice on this. <laughs> like, if y'all want to talk to one of us about it, or if you want to, um, there's people in our church that have had gone through this themselves, actually. Yeah. We can put you in touch with somebody. So that, that's a really personal question more than anything else. So right. yeah, I think, in my experience, you need a personal answer, not just, this is the right thing, this is the wrong thing. Right. Like, yeah. let's, let's actually talk through it and talk about life together. So yeah. um, we can jump on to our next question from there, which could be really personal. It could also be a little more um, general, big, sure. big broad. Yeah, yeah. And this is like the, Probably the most common question I'll get from from kids, from really anybody, 
and we're throwing it on you. Sure. It's probably my hardest questions to answer. Um, how can a good God allow evil in this world? Like, yeah. If God is so good, why does evil exist? Why do bad things happen? Like, if even to make it more specific, if he loves me, why do bad things happen to sure. me? Right. It's, right. Yeah, and you know, you made a good point that this could be a very personal thing. So I think being tactful is the most important thing here. And more often than not, the answer is no answer at all. It's just listening, like having, having a a conversation with the person and seeing what is the tragedy? What is the evil? What is the hurt that they're Mm -hmm. currently going through and kind of talking through that, you know, that hurt, that wound is leading to doubt towards God. But the ultimate thing to talk about is that hurt, that wound, because they, they want, comfort they want help they want they want to talk to someone so to your point you don't jump in right with logic right you have that heartfelt conversation because it is a personal thing so i would start with that just listening and finding out what's going on in their life but then flipping it and just looking at the logical um you know apologetic side of things Mm -hmm. um if this is exactly the question that they're Mm -hmm. asking they are volunteering the terms evil and good right so that that kind of gets the ball rolling in terms of because their doubt is in a in does god exist right they're probably doubting god more often than not and um so we kind of will i'll kind of tease out the and you guys jump in at any point but um if there's no evil and good then why is the bad thing that's happening in someone's life why does that bother them? Like they're they're saying this is evil or this is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no definition of the term. Correct. Right? right. So you can't you can't say God doesn't exist if something is evil and something is good because if that doesn't happen, if there's no meaning to life, if God doesn't exist, then what's it matter? Who? Why does it bother you that right. this tragedy happened? It shouldn't it shouldn't bother you type thing. So now mm-hmm. we've established a good and an evil. So morality right right and wrong good and evil we've kind of established that and that doesn't just come out of thin air there that has to get teased back to something greater than that so a moral lawgiver um so hold on real quick sure what if what if i'm with you that there needs to be there's a good and there's an evil yeah but i'm not with you about god like what if i what if society determines what's good and the majority determines what's good and evil not not a moral lawgiver. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of getting into truth being relative or your truth being different than mine. But then that in itself can't be true. Right. Because if you're saying then, OK, again, you can't say this is right. This is wrong because right. that may not be true for me. It's true for you, but it's not mm-hmm. true for me. So then it's a self-defeating argument in itself. So there has to be concrete truth, absolute truth. This is evil. This is good type thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because that's true. There are different parts of the world that um, think they're doing something that is good, though everyone else agrees that it's evil. Doesn't mean that it's still not evil for them. Their truth isn't their own truth. Yeah. You know, that is a relative yeah. truth. Well, it really turns into like, like, the strongest or might is right. Like if you have the most votes, if you have the, sure. the most voice, the biggest voice, if you have the most power, then whatever you say is good if society's right. in control, right? Yeah, Rather it's survival of the fittest at that point. Yeah. Like the reason we're here is because the strong eat the weak, right? Yeah. If if good and evil don't exist, if, wow. if there if truth is relative, then strong eat the weak, and it shouldn't bother you that that happened because it's just them taking over the nature. over the week, wow. right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm glad you asked that question. That kind of cleared it up. So. 
now that's set. That just can't come out of thin air. Something has to determine right. this is good, this is evil, right? So we're at least getting the ball rolling. This can morph into something way bigger, but at least we're, we're getting them to agree that, yes, there's a good and an evil, but that has to come from something, something greater than us. It has to come from a moral lawgiver mm-hmm. that determines that. So That's good. Yeah. Anything about that? Yeah, I agree. You know, if you don't have the same measuring stick, then, you know, who's determining that? Right. For sure. But I do like the angle you're coming from. Like, why are they asking this question? What happened in their life? And and maybe it goes back to that relationship. How are you going to speak with them and, you know, show them that you actually care about what's going on, the evil in their life? Right. Bring some truth to it. Man, that's good. So there's another layer to this. And I don't know if I have answered this right now. Maybe maybe you do. Um we're just going to go off the cuff here and just right. talk about it. So with the good and evil, and the, there has to be a truth, um, we're moving more and more away from a postmodern world where truth is relative, and more and more people are believing truth is just, I don't care. You're like, sure, it's true, but what does that bother me? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? <laughs> but that's, one of, that's my thought about truth. Like, sure, Casey, you just proved to me that like there is good, there is evil, whatever, I don't care. I think that it's going to be a tough conversation without a doubt um, because then you're, they're pretty much saying this life has no meaning, right? None of this matters. So then I would go back to saying, then why are you upset that yeah. this evil tragedy happened? If there's no meaning to life, if your life has no worth, if there's no meaning to anything that we're doing, then why does it bother you? You know, so granted, that is going to be a tough conversation. So someone's not willing to say that truth matters or that it's important or that we should pursue truth wherever we find it. It's going to be a tough conversation yeah. to have without a doubt. Um, but I would probably circle back to then what's, what's it matter? Why are you asking the question type thing? If it's, if it's someone that's just trying to have this topic and not, it's not tied to something mm-hmm. that they're actually going through currently, then I would say, well, why are you, if it doesn't matter, why are you asking? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's brilliant. Cause like, if you're having conversations about hard questions and we're just trying to answer them logically and just get and biblically, we need to know the right logical or biblical answer and what God really wants. That's important, right? That we have a foundation of that. But if we're just trying to answer them, like, can you be gay and be a Christian? Um, is God allow? Like, is God good if He allows bad things in the world? Um, are all religions the same? If we're just like answering the way we think the answer should be presented mm-hmm. but we don't actually ask like oh about the, it are are you are you gay or do you have a friend that's gay or, or there are the other religions like right. do you believe something else or is it do you know someone else does or is it just a thought in your like, right. we need to know like what is it that you actually care about here yeah. to mm-hmm. have a real conversation otherwise we're just trying to spit facts at people back and forth and you see this all the time on social media and really um I mean, politically, it's just like, well, you're doing this and you believe this and you believe that. And you're just saying what the other side believes and what they should or shouldn't believe. Rather, and we do it religion, with religion as well. Like, right. it's so easy to just say, well, here's the right answer to that question rather than like, well, tell what is it that you care? Right. Like, right. It, it sounds, I don't know how to say it right now, but like, if you say, why do you care? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you're being very combative, but like, what is it they really are passionate mm-hmm. about there? What, what's, it, what's sparking that question? What's sparking that, that thought? And you can actually get into like, Maybe it's something completely mm-hmm. different that's the, the heart of it. And the truth question, I think, has really been on my mind a lot lately. Like, what does truth matter? 
if you can find out what really does matter to that person, yeah. right. maybe it's not truth and logic, but maybe they just need to know somebody cares about them. Mm-hmm. And maybe that leads them to truth. You know, like yep. if we can find out what is it that you really care about yeah. and what is it that's really, what's the question behind the question, right. behind the question that's leading you to that thought. And I'm just jumping on the bandwagon because society says I should ask these sure. questions. Or my, my friend said this is a, or Instagram says this is a tough yeah. question about God. Then, um, yeah, they said that. So, yeah, you tell me. If we can get personal with it and sure. actually talk to people about mm-hmm. it, that'll change some things. I think that's a big, that's that's a that's big for me. Yeah, and I, I've had these conversations with people that I have relationship yeah, with, yeah. and a total stranger, whether it's online or yeah. just someone that I was witnessing to on the street. And they have, unfortunately, they have two totally different tones because the relationship aspect is there, and I deeply care about that person because mm-hmm. I know them. But it is that is such a hard thing to apply to someone that's just trying to be combative. Or is just trying to prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, we have to love that person. I've been the combative guy. <laughs> yeah. like, I've like, like, I'm not believing, like telling Christians to leave me alone. Like, I hate this. And then I've been the combative guy as a Christian. Yeah. I remember being in the Altamont Mall, walking around, and we were looking for people to talk to right. about Jesus. Like, it was just, let's go see if we can talk to somebody if they want to talk. Yeah. And the guy hated the questions I was asking. I probably did not ask him very well. And he just kept coming, and he kept asking me questions. I said, is no joke, I said word for word. If you just shut up and listen to me, <laughs> I'd tell you the answer. <laughs> I guess how good that went. Yeah. But never, no, he we left yeah. and we luckily we didn't get in a fight. But right. like it was that was me trying to talk to somebody about Jesus. Right. Like it yeah. goes so bad sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But if we can really, like, we can talk right here because we know the answers, sure. it, which actually makes it harder in a way because if you have that question and you're listening to us, we don't really know why you have that question. Sure. So we've got to kind of guess and figure that out. But right. Um, man, it changes everything when you're like, man, what is this person actually yeah. trying to get out of this? Right. What's their perspective on it? Not in a way that I need to like also agree with them, but in a way that I just want to understand it. Sure. You know, that's, yep. that's and it gives you more insight on answering the question. It makes you a better person to answer the question because it's not just logic. It's not just theory, but yeah. it's personal. It's right. it's relational. So, yeah, having that blend <laughs> is, is critical for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree. The, the relationship is going to change this question a lot. Yeah. If you can get to know why they're asking this question, it's going to change to something personal. That's good. Guys, right, so we're going to have uh, Friday, May 21st. Yep. If you've got a middle school or high schooler, so if they're going into sixth grade next year, all the way through high school now. Officially officially made officially the jump, right? middle yep. school. We're, yep. they're, they're in it. Man, it's crazy. Yep. Youth night's happening. Um, we got a full panel of people asking their hardest questions. They're they're texting hey, them in. Hey, what are y'all talking about? Not Dave Bouton. We're not. This guy's at the beach. He just jumps <laughs> in right here at the end of the podcast. I do what I want. I say what I want. We're in a really like spiritual moment right yeah. now. And just jump in here. Oh, then let me leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was fun. Um, so Friday, May twenty first. That's happening. Yeah. If you're watching this later, you missed it. But our church is also doing a really cool series on tough questions yeah. so and if you guys have tough questions we want to take a couple a couple episodes every once in a while and we want to write them down and uh talk to y'all about them and, and answer them the best we can so if you've got thoughts that you're having struggles with or that, you know your friends are having struggles with i don't know how to answer this question i believe this i have doubts about this my type them into us email ryan at northwest type them in the chat or just message us directly through the, uh, the the whole internet portals there that you can do all the interwebs. Um, and I guess I'll leave this one thought. If you're having doubts about God, if you're having doubts about the, the Bible, 
before you do anything else to break anything down, try doubting your doubts and see if there's holes in those before you even go any, a step further. That's helped me a ton. If I doubt my doubts, I know I've been wrong a lot of times. I wonder if my doubts are wrong too. Hmm. That's all I got for you see today. You. See you guys. See ya. See ya.